And we're back. Welcome back to the Delaware Boys Nice Football Podcast. Ryan, say what's up to the people, baby. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to continue to go through our divisions. Uh, today, we're doing Stephen's favorite division. We're doing the AFC North. We're talking, of course, Steelers, Bengals, Browns, Ravens. Who we like, who we don't like. And at the end, wrap it up who we think is going to win it all from the division. Stephen, you want to kick things off over there? Uh, well, you know, it's just the AFC North, baby. It's the best division of football. Best you know division. I mean? I, I best division of football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That. It always has been, always will be. Um, it's always fun, man. Uh, I do want to say that before we get started, just before we get started, uh, we are going on a Monday night. Everybody normally knows we go on a Tuesday. Yep. But we're here on Monday. So, Brian, care to share, care to share what we're doing here? Oh, yeah. We're going live on Monday, maybe the first time ever for this podcast. And uh, all because my ass is going on vacation in New York. I'm having Steven driving down to Philly. So, today you get a special little Monday stream because I'll be on vacation from here till Saturday. But right back next week, the regular Tuesdays, and we're going to keep rolling like that. All right. So... Let's jump into it, man. AFC North. Uh, this division, this is the most exciting this division's been uh, in a long time. I mean, ever since Big Ben left in 2021, uh, this is this is an, a Steelers team that I'm very excited about. But you know what? I'm going to save them for a little bit. It's all good. Let's hop into the reigning AFC North champions. Uh, let's talk about the, let's talk about the Who Day Bengals. Who Day? Who Day? Who Day? Um. <clears throat> As we know, a lot of firepower. I mean, oh, yeah. them boys can play football, let's be honest. Um, I mean, this is this is probably going to go down as, you know, the best QB to ever play in a Cincy uniform. And, I mean, you you had some good ones between Ken Anderson, Boomer Esiason, Carson Palmer. Carson Dal- Palmer, baby. Dalton, Dalton had a little stretch where he played pretty good football for a while. Yep. Let's talk about Joe Burt. Joe Burt. <laughs> nah, uh, Joey Ice, Ice Cold, whatever you want to call him. I don't know. He's Ice Cold, man. Oh, I, I know. Hate... It'll be top, what, top seven for sure this year? I, I admire that. But... <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, if you want to play a modest top seven, I don't know where you want to go as high as, but. Not... Ride the top five, baby. Ride the top five. <laughs> Ride the top five, baby. I mean, to be honest, I mean, this dude, he's been nothing but electric. I mean, he's coming to the league. He's taking the league by storm. Everybody was scared after that ACL injury. Dude's taking the league by storm. I mean, we've already got a Super Bowl appearance, back-to-back AFC championships. You know I mean? Him and Jamar Chase, probably the best one-two in the league as QB wide receivers. Um, you got T. Higgins. You got, you got Mixon. You got – yeah. Um so the outlook for the Bengals. Let let's talk about the outlook for the Bengals. Um what do you I mean, what do you see? Like what do you what do you I mean, are we talking about another twelve wins here? Is that where is that what we're looking at? I mean, I don't see I don't see why not. I mean, yeah, I mean you, I guess you could see the division getting a little bit better um this year. So twelve might be a little bit Less reachable, but all in all, what well, they play 17 games, 12 and 5. Um, 
It might get close, to be honest with you. I could see it's the really 11 and 6. Tight, man. It's going to be tight. I don't, I don't see them winning less than 10 games, though, in all honesty. I don't see I don't see three teams winning less than 10 games. So, let I mean, but let's talk about it. Like, let's be honest. Like, let's go to a football standpoint here. Fantasy aside, when, uh-huh. you lose, when you lose Jesse Bates and Von Bell in the back, I mean, you lose depth. I mean, you, you know, Samaje P. Ryan, depth piece, Hayden Hurst, depth piece, oh, Eli Apple. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about burnt toast, Eli Apple here. I get it. But I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's talk about how much, the depth. how much did he really offer? Okay, fair. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> um that, that's cool. That's cool. But the only offseason addition I like is Orlando Brown. That's really it. And I mean they brought back Jermaine Pratt, but that's really it. Yeah. They're secondary. They're secondary. It's on the same level as us. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Um, here's the thing about him, though. Yeah, like, like you mentioned a lot of what I was going to kind of bring up and eventually get to was like the lack of depth. Like you could see them kind of getting stretched out depending on injury towards the end of the season. You know, eighteen weeks is a long time for these guys. Um, these nagging injuries come here and there. It just you just kind of hope that these guys don't kind of get chopped down towards the end of the season. But other than that, I mean, I don't think they'll be all full, all full go. No. And the thing is, this is, I don't, I don't think that um, the Bengals don't deserve to be in the conversation to be the favorite here. Personally, I'm going to give you a sneak preview. They're not my choice to win the AFC North this year. Ooh. Um, to be fair, when it comes to this, if there's any team in the division that's going to be top three in scoring, it's this one. Oh, for sure. This is the sure. This is the for sure automatic bet. Um, that's the why best I thing, you know, I mean, like you bring, dude, Zach Taylor. He's just he's done wonders with Joe Burrow. Wonders. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're a combination. You know, they're a solid combination. I mean. Dude, you got Chase on the outside, Higgins on the outside, Tyler Boyd in the slot, Joe Mixon in the backfield. We'll see what the rookie Chase Brown can do. You bring in Irv Smith if he can play 17 games. He's more athletic than Hayden Hurst, guy like that. Yeah. You bring in you bring in your left tackle. You get Orlando Brown. I mean, they may not be able to stop many people. No. Their secondary is awful. No. Yeah. But they're gonna put up a lot of points. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. That's why the Bengals' offense is so valuable in football, especially this year, because they lost a good amount of defensive players. Um, it's just like they're going to put up what probably – I mean, they can get close to 30 points a game this year. Um, Absolutely. Just what they have, because they're going to be playing a lot of shootout games. They play these tough opponents. I mean, they're going to have to keep up because, I mean, like you said, defense is a little spotty. Um, I'm – from a fantasy standpoint, I'm I love the Bengals offense. I'll give yeah. me all of it. Yeah. Um you recently wrote an article about the uh how you're not drafting T. Higgins at ADP. Um, but that doesn't mean you don't like T. Higgins. I mean, correct? Can we can we stand on that? You know, can we give a little insight on that as well? Oh, we're talking like real life football? Um, just in general. I mean, like Higgins, you know, I mean T. Higgins is a beast. He's a monster, and I have nothing against him. I just argue that like, you know, he's 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 a He's a two, and like, I mean, I get the Waddle and Tyreek did it last year, but like, I don't know. It'll be hard to see him shake out the way they did because I mean, if you look at the Dolphins, that's all they really had last year was Tyreek and Waddle. They didn't have 
much else. <clears throat> the only thing is, the only thing is, man, is like injuries don't haven't really played into his into his uh, benefit either. I mean, last two years missed three games, and then you could say he started the Ravens game. He he played ten snaps. Yeah, in the first Ravens game. Let's be honest here. Um, either way, um, Bengals, they're great. We know that. Let's keep it moving. Let's go to the uh, – Well, hold on. I, I kind of wanted to just touch on something real quick. Um, just to, just to like somebody that I'm not – just kind of want to get your feeling on them and then I'll kind of like bounce off of you and tell me what mine is. But a player that I'm interested to see from a fantasy standpoint this year is definitely Joe Mixon. Um, I kind of know where you stand on him because I'm kind of still on this hill where, like, yeah, he had pretty decent stats last year. He's a great back. But then you look at the games, he had one amazing game, what, four touchdowns? Five. Five touchdowns. Excuse me, five touchdowns. Like, what do you – like, do you – what do you expect of Jim Mixon this season? Do you think he could be a top so, four guy or is he going to fall outside of that number? So the anomaly is here that Joe Mixon – was top 10 in fantasy points for running backs last year, top eight in fantasy points per game. Uh, obviously, a huge outlier, 70-point game, plays a huge role into this yeah. scoring. Um, 60 catches, though, is what you want to see. Obviously, right. the yards per carry at four yards per carry, less than four yards per carry is not ideal. Uh, a lot of mileage on the body. Joe Mixon is a – is. <clears throat> he's not one of those special guys where it shows in the yards per carry category – He's a grinder. He's a grinder. He wears you down through games. You know what I mean? It may not always be pretty, but I expect heavy volume for Joe Mixon. I expect heavy usage for the last year on his contract. I expect him to be a top 10 fantasy running back one more time. Um, And in redraft, you're getting him at like running back 15, running back 14, 15. He's a steal at that price. You have to understand, I mean, this guy this is a guy with a lot of legal issues. We're finally clear to the legal issues. We're good. Got the pay cut you needed to see. He's going to be on the Bengals. Upgraded O-line with Orlando Brown coming in. You have the passing game. You have heavy usage there as well with 60 catches. You lose some Ajay P. Ryan. Excuse me. Everything's lining up Yeah, for that last top 10 season. I think he'll get – I'll sneak in one more time. And, I, I mean, he rushed for 817 yards last year. That doesn't blow me away. But, like you touched on, 60 catches. If he can get near that number again, I don't see why he can't finish inside the top 10 as long as he stays healthy. Um, and that's huge. If, if any running back, if they can get that kind of targeting out of the backfield, is is going to do good things for you. Yeah, it's 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 just like I tell you. When we're talking about dynasty, we're, as a 2023 perspective, I'm all in on Mixon. From a dynasty perspective, you should have sold him last year. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, it's over. Um, you know, these guys they age out fast, especially with this heavy volume. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's been in, in the vo- in like a top ten volume percentage and since he was he came out of Oklahoma. Like this dude's just been getting touches after touches, and it's it's time. It's time. His life cycle. It's over. It's coming to an end. Yeah, it's this will be this end. will be his last season. Redraft probably great. Dynasty. Hope you don't lost him. Right. Um. Let's jump on to the Ravens. <clears throat> the biggest the biggest thing I want to say about the Ravens is this. My boy's gone. We're not gonna. They're not gonna. You know, Greg's gone. 
they're not going to be the heaviest run, you know, heaviest run volume team in the league. They weren't like last they were year. For the last four years. They weren't, but they were top three. So let's look at it from this perspective. Todd Munkin. Heavy, totally. heavy, heavy passing offensive coordinator. Totally Likes to different. play, plays very fast, loves yeah. to swing the ball. And I like this. I like this for this offense. Obviously, Lamar's not the most poised passer in the game, but with a lot of volume for Lamar, and they're going to let Lamar play his game. They're going to let Lamar do his thing. I still I still project over 700 rushing yards for Lamar Jackson on top of however the boosted amount of passing attempts that we're going to see this year. I predicted over 500, and he's never hit that number before, ever. I predicted, I predicted over five. If you want an exact number, I'll throw 550 out there to you. True. It's possible. I say over five. My bold prediction is 550. But let's talk about the let's talk about the weapons. Draft Zay Flowers in the first round. Kid's a beast. Elite separation. Elite route right. running. Dude can get off the line of scrimmage against anybody. He's strong for how small he is. I love that kid. I love him. I'm kind of salty you got to kick off with him because I'm very excited to I'm very excited for Zay Flowers. I think outside of uh, Mark Andrews, obviously he'll be like the water receiver one out of the time in the position. But as far as receivers go, I think it's going to be Zay Flowers. Like you said, elite separation. His routes are so crisp. Um, I, I just love watching him out there in the field, breaking off those little routes he does in those camps and in preseason games. He looks so good out there. Um I'm just I, I I'm trying to buy Zay Flowers anywhere I can. I bought him twice in the last week, and uh, I, I'm gonna keep trying. I got plenty of leagues to get him in. <laughs> Dude, I love like so. I loved how like you know at BC you could go back and watch his tape. There was really no, there was no weakness I saw. Obviously, you're talking about a five nine buck seventy receiver. Obviously, you know when you're talking not. about your tra- your traditional ones, yeah. like that's typically a weakness. But in today's game, it's not. It's not. The game is transitioning again. These guys that are quick off the line of scrimmage, that you know have elite footwork, elite ability to move, transition in and out of routes. Uh, you know, what I mean, these guys just can beat any DB one on one with just their speed and their footwork. Take Deontay Johnson for example. Zay Flowers has yeah. better hands than Deontay Johnson. You know what I mean? Much, but yeah. Yeah. And I'm just saying, like, I say this, like, you look at these guys, this is where the league is going to. Devontae Smith, people told me he wouldn't succeed. He's 5'10, buck 65, soaking wet. Dude can play. I mean, yeah. absolutely play. Why can't he? Why can't he? Buy I don't, have, Flowers. An I don't, Buy have, Flowers. I don't have an answer. Buy him. Mark Andrews, clear. Clear number one option. Don't Clear even need one. to talk about it. <clears throat> if you're let's in your talk, league, let's, let's talk ceiling a little bit here. Um, if he could stay, if, if if we can, if he could play full full season, what are we thinking? Like upwards of like thirteen hundred yards potentially. Well, I'm gonna tell you. Well, I'm gonna tell you this. Just throw out anybody. Throw out Yahoo. Throw out ESPN. Throw out anybody you want. They have Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey outscoring Mark Andrews by 110 points in fantasy this year. Hell no. I will tell you that will not happen. No. No. I know how good Travis Kelsey is. I do. But if they're going to throw the ball like this, yes. Yes. Mark Andrews is – Mark Andrews is 
Lamar Jackson's Travis Kelsey. That's who this is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, That's he who really this is. Is. no, I, I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's just you're looking at a severe separation in pass volume from different teams, but yeah, they very much still have that similar connection. As That's that, it's the same connection. Obviously, yeah. I'm not saying Lamar is Pat Mahomes. I'm not saying Mark Andrews is as good as Travis Kelsey. Uh, that's just right. what it is. Um, ceiling. That's a tough question because touchdowns are a fluky number to predict. But the best season Mark's ever had was 107 catches from for 1,360 yards. If we get that, I can't. I, you can't ask anything more. I mean, we're talking, about, right. we're talking about, you know, what, in 2017, 2018, we saw George Kittle go for over 1,500. I mean, how often does that happen for a tight end? You know what I mean? Right. Uh, if I had to put a solid number on it, I'll put a, I'll put, I'll put a, I'm going to go bold. I'm going to go 1100. 1100 for Andrews? In 17 games. That ain't a whole lot. I, 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 full, it is full, seven, tight, full 17 but it is games. For the, it is, it is for the tight end position. I mean, you got to think. I mean, the only consistent thousand yard receiver in the tight end market is Travis. That's it. That's yeah. it. You've seen Mark Andrews do it one time. You've never seen Goddard do it. You've never seen you've seen Kittle do it twice. Kittle's 30 now. You've seen TJ Hawkinson never do it. You know what I mean? These are the guys that you're drafting in this elite tight end tier. You've seen Kyle Pitts do it. You know what I mean? Cool. That's the greatest thing we've ever seen from a rookie tight end. That's cool. But that's what I'm saying. It's it's not something that happens all the time. Hogo so for a tight 1100. end, 1100 is a solid Stamp number. It. It's a solid number. I'm not saying he's gonna. I'm not saying he's gonna outproduce Travis Kelsey. I can't say that. I mean, I no. I mean, I. I will tell well. you. Every site has him being outscored by Travis by 100 plus fantasy points, and I think that will not happen. Well, they also project him for about. Just under 900 yards on most websites, and I think he'll easily go over 900. Projections are a funny thing. I hate him. So Me too. Much. Yep. Um, like I said, touchdowns are fluky. In that year, he had nine touchdowns. Most touchdowns he's ever had in the season is 10. I could see him hitting the nine mark. I could see him finishing the nine to 11 mark. Obviously, I have him pegged as my tight end too. Um, 90 plus catches. I could. I mean, there's no reason why he can't. Yeah. yeah. Um. Now the spots. His ADP is top 30. Um, I am willing to buy him in the third round. If you're yeah. in a 12-team league, you're going to have to buy him in the second round, on t- depending on where you pick. Um, so late second, early third. I have no problem with that. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest with you. Rashad Bateman's healthy. They say he's healthy. Coming back from a, from a, from a foot injury. Uh, Odell. We now have two ACL tears under his under his belt. Uh, hasn't played since the Super Bowl with the Rams. Eighteen million dollar deal. That's pretty hefty for an Odell on two problem. ACL tears. It's a little it's a little crazy. What are you thinking? Uh, I'm really honestly not sure what to expect to see him on field. I don't see him getting anywhere near how he was with the Giants or anything like that. I think we would get closer to when he was with the Browns, Odell than anything. Um, I think that's just where he's at in his career. I mean, don't get me wrong. As a Giants fan, I love to see him go out there and ball. But like you said, two ACL tears, it's tough to come back from that and be that guy again, um, especially in an offense where he's projected to be the second or third, depending on how things go, uh, targeted option. I just – I don't know. 
I'm not sure where I sit on him, but I just I don't really expect a whole lot. Yeah, I uh, I'll be honest with you, my projection for him is low. Yeah, well, I was gonna say I mean, like I was gonna throw a number out like you think he hits even 900 yards or see I had seven I had 700. 700. Okay, that's what I was gonna that say. Was I don't number. see him getting nine. Hundred. Like, I had seven hundred. Now he now he could hit seven. Yeah. I'm not saying he can't hit seven. I have seven hundred and four touchdowns. Touchdowns are fluky. I'm throwing out a number that's that makes sense because yeah. I think this offense is going to be is going to be ran by three people: a Lamar Jackson, obviously, Mark Andrews, J.K. And Dobbins, Dobbins, Dobbins. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna be honest with you. I was impressed by J.K. Dobbins down the stretch last year, and I knew he wasn't 100 percent healthy. He wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Again, he another stretch where he's another stretch where he's over five yards per carry in a six-game sample. We're talking about four touchdowns, two touchdowns in the playoffs. What more do you want? This dude's going at running back yeah. 19, running back 19 in redraft. I mean, that's obviously a great buy if you can guarantee a full season. But what's so scary with him is we've yet to see that. Um, and you're right, though. He is a very explosive runner. I mean, you look at his tape from last year when he came back from his injury. Um, throughout the season, he kind of progressed on. But you see these runs where he's breaking them out, and then he gets, like, 40 yards into his run, and you kind of see him kind of, like, holding up a little bit. Like, his his knees bothering him. Um, I think he could shake some of that this year, and you can see, we see some really big plays out of J.K. Dobbins. Um, and I, I want to bring it up to you. The only thing that really concerns me with him this year, who I own a decent amount of him myself, is with Monkin coming in, what's the – you know what I mean? Are he's still going to be the number – a top five rush offense? I mean, I would imagine they, they would be, considering you have Lamar and Dobbins. But, I mean, I could see a world where they finished outside of the top five in rushing attempts this year. Well, seeing as if the, the 10th most run-heavy team – Last year, total total touches between the QBs and the running backs was still still 370 rushes. I'm okay with it. Top 10. I'm okay with it. Let's let's just say here, J.K., we've never seen him on – you know, his rookie year, we saw that, that stretch where he scored touchdowns in seven straight games, nine total touchdowns in the back half of the year with staring time with Mark Ingram. ACL tear, terrible. Comes back, balls. If you see this dude, and I don't care. I mean, I know the. I know he doesn't have, or he hasn't offered much of a receiving profile in the league. Do I? Am I going to sit here and tell you I project him for fifty catches? No, at most thirty-five, at most, because that's yeah. Just, I don't even know. Mars not a checkdown guy. Never has been. Right. Um. But if I get two hundred and fifty carries, two hundred and forty carries, sign me up. Yeah. Sign me up. I think just 200 would probably do him justice. See, like, I just, as, as we've aged through his career, so has Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards has aged. Melvin Gordon just got cut. Justice Hill, we're talking about Achilles injuries, and we're talking about crazy injuries for Justice Hill. I think it's Dobbins' show. I really do. Yeah. I think if Gus Edwards spells him in a, in a game, it might be for six carries. Nothing crazy now. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't the same Gus Edwards three years ago where the dude was getting 12 carries a game. No. I, don't think you're gonna I, still, I see J.K. Dobbins sitting around 16, 16 to 18 touches a game. 
And that's not unrealistic. That's about standard for um, for what it was. I mean, for perspective, Ken, Kenneth Walker, it's completely different, but Kenneth Walker averaged about 17 yep. yards per carry last yards per carry. 17 season. touches a game. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, my bad. Three, I apologize. But yeah. 17 so, yards per carry. Holy shit. Carry, <laughs> yeah. 17 <laughs> carries per game. My bad. Uh, so, I mean, I think 17, 18 range per game isn't unrealistic for Dobbins. Uh, especially mm-hmm. given. Yep. And I mean, it also depends too. I mean, like they didn't lose a whole lot on the defensive side of the ball. Marcus Peters, obviously. Now I, I will tell you, Marlon Humphrey is hurt to start the year. So yes. they bring in Rocky Sin. Uh, you know I mean? Just it, their, their secondary isn't what it was. I mean, obviously Marcus Williams in the backfield, Kyle Hamilton should play an increased role this year at this, at the mm-hmm. hybrid safety position. Uh, you got queen and Roquan in the middle I'll be honest with you. When I'm talking about their secondary and their middle linebacker to linebacker situation, and that they are the best in that area in this division. Mm-hmm, uh, obviously, sure. the Ravens in a long time, you know, in, in a stretch, haven't produced a high sack total. They're not that kind of team. They don't get consistent pressure to the QB. But otherwise, I mean, I think they're sneaky good defense. You know, they're they're a they're an underrated defense. Um, yeah. I don't see why they're going to be in a lot of close games. Yeah, what, I, mean, I like. I, I'm. I'm actually. I think the defense kind of like. I get like the corners a little bit spotty. Once Marlon Humphreys gets back, they don't change everything. But I expect Hamilton to take a step this year, especially given where they drafted him. Seeing that uptick in position, you had Roquan last year, who's electric on defense. Patrick Queen. I mean, you have these guys that can get the job done to stop top tier offenses especially once you get Humphreys back I mean given Humphreys is a big part of that um but I mean I think they're I think they're going to be a sneaky good defense this year yeah same I think they're um, I think they're underrated they finished they finished um outside of the top 15 for total defense last year um you know what I mean like it just it you trade Chuck Clark unfortunately he goes down with an ACL tearing in training camp but it's Kyle Hamilton's time man you know what I mean I was so pissed off and the Ravens got him He's a he's an electric safety. He's a stud. He's going to be great next to Marcus Williams. That's going to be an electric safety uh, duo. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but enough about those assholes. Hey, let's get into it. Let's get into it, baby. Steelers time. Steelers time. Steelers time. All right. <laughs> um. Where do you want to start, man? Where do you want to start? So I think with any team, especially like the Steelers with their new reign after Ben Roethlisberger, I think the first big question for me comes with Kenny Pickett. Um, looks pretty good this preseason, but last year you only see seven touchdowns, nine interceptions. Um, obviously, you imagine that it gets better, right? I mean, that's that seems like a pretty – that's the floor, the basement. Um, what do you really expect out of him as a Steelers fan coming into this year? I mean, you talk about the bad, right? You talk about the seven to nine touchdown interception ratio. You talk about the really rough start he had throughout the throughout the beginning of the year. But well, we're not talking about the end of the year. We're not talking about the four game winning drives. We're not talking about only one of those interceptions came in the last seven games of the year. We're not talking about you know him fourth quarter comebacks. You know, what I mean, like there's a lot of things that people want to write this script about Kenny Pickett when the growth was shown four or three of those turnovers came in the jets game alone 
That was his first ever start. We're talking about nine picks. Yeah. Three of them come in the Jets game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, write the script. Let's look at the second half. Like I said, four fourth quarter comebacks. One at MT Bank. In the bank. Wow. Phenomenal. Yeah. You're officially a stealer when you beat the Ravens in the bank. In You're yeah. a stealer. You know what I mean? And and like people people are still not understanding that he played behind the 28th ranked offensive line last year. Yep. That's awful. Yes, he's mobile. Yes, he can elude, he can evade. But it doesn't matter when you have consistent pressure in your face. That's tough to beat. Mm-hmm. Snap in and snap out. Was Matt Canada very dry last year, very plain with his play calling? Yes. Did he open up any of the playbook for this kid? No. No, he did not. Would you say that that offense was Canada dry? Canada dry, yes. Canada dry. But, okay, so let's look forward to year two. Let's go to year two. Pro Bowl offensive guard Isaac Simalo comes from the Eagles, comes over to the Steelers. Left tackle. Roger Jones is drafted. Kendrick Green, Kendrick Green is traded to the Houston Texans. Thank God. Thank you, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I never want to watch him play center ever again. Um, Darnell, the mountain man. Hey. If we want, if you run hey. two tight end sets and you're running behind a two tight end set, dear God, that yeah. dude, uh, he might be the best blocker in this draft. <laughs> Straight up, <laughs> and Paris yeah, Johnson, no, he's, he's great. Paris and Johnson included. He might be the best blocker in this draft. No question. I think it's an absolutely insane that you can have. I mean, you guys upgrade your O line, obviously, um, and then you bring in Washington, who can just stand that edge for Najee or pull a block for Pickett and pull it off. Like that's like insane. Right. If you can pick up like a linebacker that's rushing or whatever it may be, it changes right. so much. And I'm not, and I'm not even, I'm not discounting his receiving profile because he he is good, he is very right. good. He runs a four or five, you know. What I mean, he's he, he's a very athletic guy for being six eight two seventy. Like, I have nothing against that, but I'm just the biggest part of his game is his blocking. He's a beast. Yeah, and like you said, like Najee wasn't healthy. Obviously, a Liz Frank injury to start the year. That's rough. Second half of the year, look at the difference. 3.7 yards per carry for Najee in the first half, only 58 rushing yards per game. Flip the script, 4.7, 85.5 rushing yards, over 95 scrimmage yards a game for Najee. And all of his touchdowns, except for one, came in the second half of the year. Except for one. <laughs> Wrong? Um, Wrong? No, yeah, I mean, you're right. And the reason I lay out that platform for you to let you have your spiel for Pickett is like you, like, like you said, it's tough. It's a rookie, 28th best O line in the game. That's terrible. That's not a situation you want to put your rookie in, especially for someone who's trying to adjust from week one as an NFL starter, kind of just getting thrown in there. Um, and you see his progression throughout the year. Like, like you said, four or fourth got to come back. It's insane. Um, I think it's important to not just look at the numbers. That's why I kind of gave you that platform. Yeah. And um, look, just to touch on Najee, he's also been a running back that slid down boards. Here's the thing. I think the offense gets better this year. One, offensive line gets better this year. Um, He had 272 carries last year. 
Um, I don't really see that number getting much lower. With a Liz Frank injury. Please With a Liz that. Frank injury. Still got a 1,000 yards. So I think we're talking about a running back here who can really get you that great value at, at ADP, especially in like a bleak running back situation that most people are not really targeting him. I think Najee could be a bright spot this year. They're, they're all in on him, obviously. They're going to run him into the ground uh, until his <laughs> wheels fall off, and rightfully so. 17th, 17th in, like, schedule rating as well. Or, uh, excuse me, flip the number, 17th easiest schedule this year. Uh, the schedule is not crazy. Um, again, we haven't talked about Fryermuth. We haven't talked about Deontay. We haven't talked about my red flag planet, George Pickens. There's so no not a red flag. We don't plant red flags. No, no, I'm talking about my flag, my fantasy, oh. my guy flag. Plant that motherfucker. It's George Pickens. Mm-hmm. Straight up. I mean, uh, I mean, we're both we're both high on Pickens. Honestly. I mean, you look at it. He was targeted three times. That's it. They they only they didn't play much to you know. What I mean, they didn't all the whole offensive stars didn't play much. Uh, three times. 24 yards per catch. You saw the 35-yard grab in the mm-hmm. Falcons game. You saw that. Yeah. And it's not and that's not an uncommon really? thing for him either. It's not a com- it's not it's not a common thing. Like or it's not an uncommon thing. This dude this dude body control elite. Catch yeah. radius oh. elite. Ability to play the 50-50 ball elite. All elite. Intimidation this, elite. Elite. Yes. It just Everybody has this notion that this man can't create separation, cannot create separation. Remember last year, too, he was coming back from an ACL tear in college as well. Uh, give him time. Give him time. All the tangibles you need to be a alpha-type X outside receiver are there. They're all there. Let them work. Pick it to Pickens. Bold prediction, George Pickens, 1,100 yards, 10 touchdowns. Woo! I was with you on the 1100 until you said 12 touchdowns. 10. <laughs> 10 touchdowns. Sorry, 10 touchdowns. Still not with you on that. Chugging but up. no, I think we have a great season. Uh, I think he'll outplay Deontay this year. I do. Everybody um, thinks I'm crazy. But here's a big question. Between Pat and Deontay, you think they kind of sit around the same, like, Targets, or do you see that big separation between? Deontay I don't know, man. I mean, you got to think too. Like, Deontay has led our team in targets the last three years. Uh, three years of over 140 targets or more, highest being with Ben at 160 plus. I I don't see a world where Deontay's target target volume drops below 120. Um, and Pat Pat grew to 98 targets last year. Yeah. It's hard, man, because I think, like I said, I think Pickens becomes more involved. Um, yeah. Obviously, Deontay is going to be involved. Uh, Friar Muth being his security blanket, a huge red zone threat. Bringing Allen Robinson as well, another red zone big body. Uh, I don't. I mean, are you asking me if if Friar Muth is going to go over ninety eight targets next year? I mean, I guess season? like the big thing is like who's going to be the one that really falls off this year. Like, is it Fearmuth that falls, has that plummet from 98 targets, or is it Deontay? Because, so like... Pickens, so, Deontay has 141. 
Pickens has 84, and Fryermuth has 98 last year. Right. I can't remember Najee's off the top of my head. I want to say 75. Targets? Hold on. Yeah. You keep talking. I'm going to look that up for you. It just, it just comes to it. So, like, I I expect Kenny to have to throw the ball over 500 times next year as well. I think he has that confidence in him. I could see a world where nobody's numbers drastically fall off. I could see a world where Pickens goes for 125, 100, 125 targets. I see a world where Deontay goes for a buck 30. I see a world where Fryermuth goes for 100 as well. Um, Najee's going to get his as well. He's a, he's a great receiving option in our offense. <sighs> I mean, it's, I just I'd, saying, it's got to be somebody. If if we I had to pick one, one, if I had to pick one, it'd be Pat. Pat, okay, it'd be Pat. Um, and just for reference, Najee had fifty three targets last year at the backfield, so not uh, way less than I thought, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'd have to. I, I'd have to say Pat. I'd have to say Pat. Pat, I'm I'm sadly with you. I love Pat. I've been kind of like, well, early on in the year, I was kind of preaching to him as like. A receiver that's gonna, or excuse me, a tight end that'll like make a push for like the elite tight end like prospects that you want. Um, which I hate to say it, I think it'll be Pat that kind of sees the shit end of the stick for lack of better words. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily it has to happen. I don't think it has to happen. Yeah, I think Pat can see 90 plus targets. I really do. But I, I also am gonna tell you, I know we're a run first team, we're looking to run the ball, we're looking to establish the run. But I still see Kenny throwing the ball 500 times. I mean, you're, you're talking about getting a full 17-game workload. You're yep. talking about the passing volume increases in the second half of the year. I think Kenny had six games where he threw the ball 40 times or more. I mean – You remember that. Remember that off the top of my head. Yeah. I think it was six where he, threw the game, where he threw the ball 40 times or more. It's not going to surprise me to hear that. I think you do see a good amount of passing attempts out of him, especially in this division. I mean, the Browns, Steelers, Ravens, I think you play them six times a year. They're going to be a lot of high-scoring games. Kenny's going to be throwing the ball. Um, so I think 500, just like for Lamar that we're talking about, is not unrealistic for Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Um, let's get let's, – let's jump into the last team. Let's jump into Cleveland here. Uh, it was rough for Deshaun Watson coming back. It was rough. Real rough. Oh Real my rough. God, was it rough, dude? Real rough. Um, I'll be honest with you, man. If I have to bank on it, this is my fourth best team in the division. Bottom tier, the Browns. Yep. Last place. Yep. Wow. Now, uh, here's my concern with the Browns. And like I said, with the Steelers, obviously it all starts with the quarterback, Sean Watson. Um, we've seen him play at elite level. I mean, he was top five quarterback for, what, two, three, three straight seasons? Um, yeah, and he would have been if he didn't tear his ACL his rookie year, too. Yeah. 
I mean, electric football player. And then all these allegations happen. He comes back. I mean, a lot of people were banking on him, drafting him late in drafts for him to come back and be back to himself. And we and we saw the exact opposite of that. Um, he looked abysmal some games, out of tune with the game. He looked very, very rusty. I don't know. I can't really put any type of faith into Sean Watson until I could see it happen. Um, so I guess right now it's not hard to disagree with you that they might be the worst team in this division. I mean, so let's be fair. Nick Chubb, obviously the best running back option in the division. Baller. Yeah, they – Top five O line. I mean, they're always good there. They always are established up front. That's what Stefanski wants to do. On the outside, they have the they have weapons. I mean, Amari Cooper was a top ten wide receiver last year. Elijah Moore is hoping for a fresh start with a fresh emergence. But you remember last year we were talking about Elijah Moore as an option to break out. You know, what I mean, going me. hundred percent. I was big on Elijah Moore going into year two. Um, I'm a big fan of Cedric Tillman coming in. Big fan. Yeah, baby. Um, another uh, athletic tight end and then Joku. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, the pieces are there. The pieces are there. No, um, I mean, he's got the offense. It comes but you back. That got him last year. It, right. But we're also talking about a guy who hadn't seen the field in two years. Yeah. That's so, awesome. is it rust? Maybe. If you're asking me if we're ever going to see Houston Deshaun Watson again, I say no. Probably not. Yeah. And for two hundred and sixty plus million dollars guaranteed, you need to see Houston Deshaun Watson. Yeah, not close. Or we could be looking at one of the worst contracts, contracts in NFL history ever. Yeah, I mean that's that's a lot of that's a lot of money. I took a big gamble on him after that. Gets through the. One of a few teams that were actually interested in him, and they, oh boy, were they. They gave him they that paid, big contract. They paid a lot right? of draft cap just to get it done. Yep. Signed him that day. It was the biggest contract in NFL history. Mm-hmm. So you need, like you said, you need them to have Texans, Deshaun Watson. No question for that much money. Um, and he has the offense. I guess in some worlds I could see him getting back to maybe like a top 12, 10 situation, but top five again, I, it's so tough to see. Um, it, it worries me. But everywhere you're in dynasties, QB is, is average QB nine redraft QB 10, QB 11. You're not getting a discount. You're yeah. literally still yeah. buying him at an elite QB one level. Right. Low end QB one, you know. I mean, in Dynasty, obviously, is in a super flex league. Top ten QBs are fucking a gold mine. They're a gold right. mine. You know, what I mean, obviously, in redraft, you can you can you can phase it and go other places, and, and you know, what I mean, you don't have to take Deshaun Watson. But if you own him in a re, in a Dynasty super flex league, you're hoping for the top ten production that you're drafting him for. Right, he's going back end first, early second rounds in every Dynasty draft you do. Mm-hmm. I can't pay it. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I've had a chance to draft him. I haven't. Um, don't really plan on it. I don't know. But let's go into something a little bit of positive that we could see this season. No Brown 
receiver has ever had back-to-back thousand-yard seasons. Do you think that Amari Cooper could be the first one to do it? Yes, I, I think so too. Um, yes. And he's he's another guy that's going so so late in drafts, almost to the point where it's disrespectful. Um, I got him in a startup in like the tenth round, eighth. 8 to 10 range, somewhere in there. Um, I, I mean, I don't see how he doesn't get that 1,000. I mean, he's going to have to be that guy, and especially for me. I mean, you you like Elijah Moore. I'm not like – I don't love the guy. I think he, I think Tillman can beat him out for that spot, if I'm being honest with you. Um, so I think Cooper is definitely going to be that guy. He's such an elite receiver. He's always been kind of like slept on. Now I will say this. I do want to bring this up to you just as a as a um you know telltale sign of, of a little red flag here. When Deshaun Watson came back, he did only have two weeks and from week eleven to week eighteen as being a wide receiver too. Other than that, wide receiver thirty or lower. So well, that's that's just, the, that comes with Watson. I think that well. comes with the rust yeah. as well. But I yeah. will say yeah. a lot of his production and his and his target share, his target share was drastically different with Jacoby Brissett as opposed to Deshaun Watson last year. Yeah. Um, I don't think. I think Amari Cooper in redraft is probably going as what like wide receiver 16, 17, 18 in that range. Um, I think he's worth that price tag. I do think he goes back to back thousands. Um. Full offseason with Deshaun, you know, preseason, all that's here, training camp. Uh, he usually – he's always had that one guy. He's always – obviously, we're, we're talking about DeAndre Hopkins as opposed to Amari Cooper. I get it. Uh, but Amari Cooper's also was an elite receiver coming out of college itself. You know, multiple thousand yards in the league. Very solid guy. Yeah. I do think he hits that that mark. I think we'll see history. Got, got a little bright spot on this whole thing. Now – now, top 10 wide receiver, again, I don't know. We'll see. Who knows? Probably not. Top 10 feels a little high, but, I mean. Yeah. I think he's he's, he's, he's kind of like, he's one of those guys that's, like, safe for you to draft and feel comfortable with, if that makes sense. Like, right. there's some guys in his range where you're like, eh, will he really? But I think you can point at Cooper and say he'll be – productive enough for me to put him in my yeah yeah safe wide receiver two with some wide receiver one upside yeah that's where i look at it um all right you ready man it's time to pick our divisions well hold on we gotta touch on chubb for two seconds um we'll make it short chubb is going to be a top three running back that's what i was about to say we can we can make it short and sweet chubb top three you say yes yes I say no, but barring, I mean, if barring I say injury, five. barring injury, yes. Uh, just to make it short. I think best pure run in football. Um, nothing against it. I think the only thing that's going to keep him outside the top three is the receiving upside that he, that he lacks. Um, what, what, running more? Back, what running back is getting touches behind him? I mean, no. nobody. I mean, that's what I'm saying. He'll he'll he's going to eat. He's gonna bro, eat. you're talking about Jerome Ford, who's never had a touch in the NFL, bro. <laughs> like, who is it? What? Yeah, nobody. 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 
All right, now you can wrap it up. Sorry. All right, so let's pick our division winners here, man. I'll let you start. Oh, I get to start. Um, Joe, brr, give me the Bengals again. Uh, did they win last year? I got even. Yeah, won last year. I was, okay. I was about to say. I think they did. Give me the back to back. I think I already know who you're going to pick, but man, Joe, Joe Burrow is just a pure winner. Not a guy that doesn't like to lose. He's got a fire. He's got that fire in him. Wants to be one of the greats. Um, I love watching him work. I think Zach Taylor can kind of get him there, help him out. He's, I think, in my opinion, he's came a long way as a coach. He kind of sputtered at first, but he's came, he's came along. Um, and I, I just like the offense, defense. Eh, eh. But like I said previously, I think they're capable of putting up thirty points a game when they need to. Well, I will say this. I think we're a year away. I think we're a year away from, you know what I mean, from a full progression to the point where I feel comfortable saying that we have a shot to win the AFC North. Um, I think we are going to shock the world. A lot of people don't have us picked to win 10 games. I do. Obviously, I'm biased. But I will say that I think we're going to shock the world, have a great year. I think we're going to win 10 games. Um, But for the division winner of the AFC North, give me the Ravens. Yeah, you picked him last year. You were wrong. <laughs> I also I also didn't expect Lamar Jackson to have a major knee injury week thirteen and miss five weeks, you know, when That's they were fair. when they were leading the division as of you know before his injury. But you know, hey, it is what it is. Fair, fair. Anyway. Fair points. Give me give me the Ravens offense. I'm very excited about this Ravens offense. Um I think I think they're a team that, you know, have the recipe to play in November and December. The ability to run mm-hmm. the ball, the ability to move the ball through the air as well. I can't wait to see him play with play under Todd Monkin. With it. we know with these advanced passing schemes, on top of the fact of letting him play his game, J.K. Dobbins in the backfield, uh, probably the probably probably the best defense in the division as well. Um, yeah, give me the Ravens. I like it. I mean, as much as I talk about Joe Burrow being a pure winner, I mean, Lamar is very much the same energy. Um, but listen, man, football is a few days away, man. Thursday, you got three days left until the long drought is over. I'm so excited. I'll be watching from New York City Hotel. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait for you to be on vacation and Megan tell you, you know, why the hell are you watching football? football? It's 830. I'm watching football, baby. Crazy thing if the Lions upset the Chiefs on ring ceremony night. That'll be rough. (laughs) But I don't think Pat will let it happen. (laughs) I'm going to tell you what. Pat Pat won't. Pat won't lose on sit on a ring. I'm gonna tell you Come what, on. the game is gonna be a lot closer than most people think. I think this game. Oh, I don't doubt that. I mean, this Lions offense is gonna be uh, fun. If if it if it goes the way I think it will, it's, me too. Their yeah. offense is gonna be a problem. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, the Chiefs are hurting. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah I know you got Nick Bolton, Lejerry Sneed, but I'm telling you, when you lose, when you lose, old old boy in the middle, you ain't paying, old boy. That, that's tough. <laughs> That's tough. That's hey, man. Tough. You know what I mean? It's still the Chiefs. Obviously, the Chiefs are going to chief until they won't. So, but 
I think it would be cool to see this Lions play Lions team play a tight game with the Chiefs. Absolutely. Bring it on, baby. I'm so wow. fucking pumped. I can't wait. Me too. So uh but on that note, uh, you know, enjoy your vacation, buddy. Uh you know, you've been on more vacations in the last year than I've been on in my <laughs> you know, my five years married and living in my house. So but you know, enjoy your vacation. Uh, we want to get the podcast in for you guys. Uh, so we just want to, you know, I just want to thank RPO and Yards Per. As always, you guys are the platform. You know, you you provide this platform. We appreciate you. Ryan, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Yeah, absolutely. Um, once again, I'm going to give a quick shout out to Yards Per. Appreciate them. They're growing pretty well. They hit 20000 on that rookie video. We just want to congratulate him for that. And then everybody on the RPO side of things, um, we're – we're all ramping up for the season. Uh, we're going to have weekly articles coming out. Me and Steve are going to be covering waiver wire additions for the offense. We'll have everything down the line from prop bets for your your gambling addiction to IDP ads of the week, the whole nine yards. Uh, don't forget about RPO football. They're yep. a great platform, especially for IDP. Yep. Also, remember, every week we pick our – we will post our – picks on this on stream um okay so let's do that now obviously you have the chiefs winning this game start off for our thursday night game obviously you have the chiefs winning this game yeah i'll take the chiefs i'm gonna take the chiefs as well obviously ring ceremony night i don't expect pat to lose i just think it's gonna be a better game than most think yep and we will be posting we won't obviously post our picks for sunday and monday um here we're gonna post them on Twitter like we did last year. Right. Let we it be post known. them to Twitter. Yeah, we post yep. them to Twitter and we post. Uh, and we just keep track throughout the season, and you know we see who who wins the most games. It's always a fun thing. So look out for our waiver wire ads. We will write that uh, come after Monday the game on Monday night at eight thirty. We'll write it. It'll be out Tuesday or Wednesday for your waiver wire ads for each week. Uh, on that note, Brian, anything else you got? Thank you to the people, baby. Glad you're here. Appreciate the support. And we're out.